0: Hey, it's Solomon and Adra.
1: Adra and Solomon. Whichever
0: way you want to say it.
1: And before we get started with this episode, we just wanted to let you know that you're listening to an older episode and you may notice some differences.
0: Firstly, we've changed the name of our podcast from Art Mythos to Afro Mythos to better reflect our focus on African mythology. Additionally, we've also changed our name from S.A.R. to Adachi.
1: That's right. But don't worry, it's still the same great podcast and you're on the right page. We're excited to continue sharing our love of African mythology with you. And we hope you enjoy this episode. So let's dive into the fascinating world
0: of Of African African mythology. mythology. I'm Solomon and I'm Ajoa and this is Art Mythos, African Mythology through Art.
1: Yeah, so this podcast will basically be um, talking about our artwork and also African Mythology, which is the basis behind our artwork.
0: Yeah, so it's all about exploring culture and finding inspiration in really novel um, stories. You know, um, we've overplayed like the Greek mythology and the other Norse mythologies. And so we just thought it was really important as diaspora um, to really um, get back in touch with our Mm -hmm. African culture and see the really interesting stories that they have.
1: Yeah, and also like we've really enjoyed like learning about the stories ourselves as we were like, Painting and drawing these different orishas and figures, so we thought it would be even better if we could tell the stories. That yeah,
0: definitely. Um, you know, just share the knowledge because I'm pretty sure, um, that like ourselves, there might be other people who really want to know and understand these stories. Um, little disclaimer to say we are not experts in this, and it's this isn't like intensive research. Yeah. Um, with sources and all of that, um, we have a few books and a few sources that we're reading from, yeah, um,
1: um, epic African myths and tales by um Kwajo Nyame,
0: yeah, and I have um African myths, um, general edition, um, uh, well, general editor Jake <laughs> Jackson, um, yeah, yeah so we're so, just reading from these books and, see, and you know. other
1: internet sources that will tell you as well, but yeah, it's not anything. Perfectly researched and conclusive
0: So, you know, Um, we say if you do enjoy some of the stories Do some research yourself, find out a bit more about it And tell us us what else you've learned Or if you have any other stories um, that you think might be interesting to us Let us know, let us know
1: Yeah, Yeah. so um, we thought as this is our first episode We want to start with creation stories you know the beginning of all things so the beginning of our podcast so yeah that's where we're going to start um yeah
0: um and as you know um there's many different um cultures and there's definitely um, different um peoples and tribes in africa um but we're going to select um a few that we really like um and some stories that we find really interesting to start it off and yeah
1: yeah and obviously some of these stories have very like religious spaces behind them so we just want to another disclaimer that we uh, we respect all of the different myths and religious backgrounds behind these stories and our aim is just to let everybody know about them because not many people do know about them
0: yeah, yeah. definitely just spreading some knowledge out here Yeah. Okay, so we are going to begin. Uh, Who's going
2: to start? (laughs) I'm going
1: to go first this week. My story that I like, my creation story that I like, is called The Gods Descend From The Sky. Mm -hmm. And it's from the Dahomean people, um, so i actually never heard of these people before, have you? Yeah, I was going
0: to say, you know, who are the Dahomey <laughs> yeah. people?
1: So, um, okay, most of this information I got from them was from Britannica. I don't know if you've heard of that website.
0: <laughs> I have, I have.
1: Yeah, you know. and also BlackHistoryMap.org. So basically, the Kingdom of Dahomey, if I'm saying this wrong, feel free to let us know. So new words, you know. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, the Kingdom of Dahomey was situated in West Africa, and was formed by various um, local ethnic and tribal groups. So like a mixture of different ethnic and tribal groups, which is quite interesting. Um, they were actually forced to move to one particular area during the slave trade. That's why they're like a mixture of different um, groups. Mm-hmm. And they were in the region that is now known as South Benin. Um, so there's actually a few quite interesting traditional stories about the origins of the kingdom and stuff, which might be good for another episode. But, yeah, that's basically the Dahomey people and in a nutshell. Um, they were in what is now known as South Benin, and they were just a mixture of different tribal and ethnic groups, basically.
0: Cool. Good and to know. Yeah, good to know. I, feel, is... I feel educated.
1: <laughs> I'm glad. So, yeah, this is their story about how the gods descend from the sky. This story starts with the mother of all creation called Nana Baluku and her children. Mm. So that's how it starts. Okay. Um, so... All her offspring were androgynous So that means Like many of them Their male and female Stereotypical characteristics Are not what Like we perceive So like You know when you see someone You're like Ooh like Is that a girl Is that a boy Like
0: Non-binary Non-binary Yeah
1: so that's Which is quite interesting Considering the whole like Debate on like how that has come across now, but you know that's another story. But I <laughs> yeah. just, I just thought it was interesting that how that starts That's also like part of a creation story, mm-hmm. and it's not something new that's come across in the twentieth century. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So all her offspring were androgynous, which means they had one body and two faces. In the case of this story, so can you imagine right. someone with one body and two faces? Yeah. So the face that resembled the woman was called Mau. Her eyes were said to be the moon and she took control of the night and Western territories. And the male face was called Lisa and his eyes were the sun.
0: You say Lisa?
1: Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I know. I was like. (laughs) Cool. Again, you know, Um, and his eyes were the sun and he took charge of the daylight and the Eastern territories. Um, So as I was reading this, I was thinking it's so random that. They say that they took charge of the West and East. I was like, what relevance is that? And then I was like, oh, I just clocked. The sun rises in the East and sets in the West. That's why the sun takes care of the East and the moon takes care of the West.
0: Okay. (laughs) Do you get it? Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Cool, cool.
1: (laughs) So anyway, so Lisa was their name. Mm. Um, And like many creation stories, it starts with the sun and the moon. As Mm. you know, other ones start with like night and day, darkness and night. So, I like this woman in particular because they're both from the same body, but it's just their faces that set them apart. So, I found that quite interesting.
0: Yeah, like, it reminds me of, was it? I think it's in Greek mythology when they say that, you know, um, humans used to be,
2: yeah. you know, a
0: part of a whole, um, like four hands. And but four then they feet, got split. Yeah, and, and yeah, they got split in half and they had to spend the rest of their life trying to find their better half. By half. Yeah. so it's, it's sort of similar to that isn't yeah,
1: it yeah yeah it is yeah um, okay so the story goes that the moon was eclipsed by the sun and many children were conceived
0: Wait, so, when you say eclipsed do you mean is yeah. it in that kind of
1: sense? yeah, <laughs> okay,
2: yeah. <cool>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so interestingly though the first children from the moon and the sun were a pair of twins a male called Dazodi and a female called Nahui Ananu hopefully I've said the names right um, I tried to search up the meaning of the names but it was really hard because obviously the Dahomey are not uh, people that are kind like around anymore so there's not that much information but if anybody knows please let us know um, so um, another child that came after that was um, also one male or female joined in one body named Ajay Ngu So what was interesting about this child was that goose torso was made of stone with a giant sword protruding from the hole in his neck where his head would have been.
0: That's quite an image, isn't
2: it?
1: Yeah. And just imagine, though, he's also, like, conjoined with a female.
2: Right. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. (laughs) Okay, and then... There was, they, had, they had a lot of children basically the sun and the moon um, this will be relevant at the end but they had another child called Sogbo who was both man and woman um, another set of twins called Agbe and Naiti. Um their sixth child was actually not made of flesh and blood like yeah, so he was given the name Dujo meaning air or atmosphere, because obviously he was not mm. a physical being. So it's
2: like a ethereal...
1: Yes, exactly. Nice. And their seventh child was called Ligba, and because he was the youngest, he became Lisa's favourite child. As the youngest of
2: uh, <laughs> the favourite ah. um, <laughs>
1: Yeah, so when the children grew up, it was time for them to divide the kingdoms of the universe and each of them would get one kingdom of the universe. So the firstborn twins, da- Dajoji and Nau Anunu, were sent with heavenly riches to the earth below. So they were sent to look after the earth. Okay. Um, Sogbo, the one who was both man and woman, was given the sky and ruled over thunder and lightning. And then the twins, Agbe and Nate were sent to command the waters and creatures of the deep. Um, So I'm not entirely sure how this one would have worked, but their child, Ajay and Gu, so you know the one that was also androgynous with one body and two heads? Yeah. Okay the male the male head was given um, they were given separate kingdoms so I don't know how that would have actually worked but anyway the male head was ordered to live in a bush as a hunter to take control of the beasts and birds while the other head was given the forest and the soil and they supplied him with tools and weapons to cultivate the land so they had different jobs
2: yeah
0: that's kind of baffling like
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> okay Oops. but you know remember the child that wasn't born with flesh or blood did you? Mm. He was given um, the space between the earth and the sky to look after. And he was also entrusted with the lifespan of human beings, which is quite cool. Like, mm-hmm. So I guess like, think of, you know, Hercules and the three underworld witches, you know, when they had the rope and you haven't watched
0: that. I, I know the three witches. Are you talking about the fates, basically?
1: The Fate. Yeah, not the singy ones, but the like more Those underworld ones.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the oh, face.
1: Yeah. Yes, yes. The cut the rope. Cut. Yeah. Think yeah. of that. Yeah. um but yeah, it was also his job to clothe other sky gods so that they appear invisible to man. So I think he's doing a pretty good job
2: because I haven't seen
1: Yeah. So um Maui Lisa gave each of their offspring a special language. So this language is said to still to this day be spoken by priests and mediums in the form of, of songs and oracles. I'm not sure if this is what speaking in tongues is, but that's what I thought of when they said that.
2: Okay But that, yeah You know That works
1: um, So the firstborn twins You remember Dajoji and Nahui Ananu That was sent to the earth mm-hmm. Yeah So they were given The language of the earth
2: Okay Yeah so.
1: And had all their memory Of the sky language Stripped away Okay Yeah So they could only speak The language that people Speak on earth Um, and you remember the youngest child Legba their Mm favourite so Marulisa kept him with them always so his work was to visit all of the kingdoms and to report their progress back to them
2: snitch (laughs) (laughs) that's a snitch
1: maybe that's (laughs) why the youngest child is always so like
2: y'all are snitches
1: Um, so yeah this is why Legba knows the language of all his siblings but it's only him that knows the language of Marulisa so none of the other siblings know the language of their um, I yeah. To, or, yeah. yeah, So to this day All beings Both human and gods Must approach Legba Before they are able to get Their prayers answered By my Lisa Right yeah. Okay That's the end of the story That makes sense But my question to you is Which job would you have preferred?
2: Out of All the siblings
1: well, So like- would you have preferred Ruling over the earth and sky? Would you have preferred Being in control of human lifespans? Or looking after the beasts of the earth, or just being one of those people that have to make sure everyone's treating their kingdom okay. I
0: like, mean, which one? I feel like earth and sky all day. <laughs> yeah.
1: What like the one, the one that has to look after? I mean, the one that controls the lifespans.
0: Yeah, I think. um, Yeah, the idea of being able to be one ethereal. Um, yeah, I, I just think I suits ethereal. <laughs> and secondly, um, yeah, to be able to snip snip, you know, I don't, <laughs> don't like that guy. Yeah, snip. yeah,
2: but yeah, I'm sure like
0: that's what that's what I'll, I'll choose. What What would you have chosen? Ooh, you're gonna be a snitch, ain't you?
1: Yeah, I probably would have chosen.
0: Mm,
1: yeah, I would have chosen the last born one because he understands. All of the languages, and he's the only one who understands the language of Marodisa. And it's like everybody has to get through him to get
2: through mm, mm, them. Mm, mm,
0: mm. And like, yeah, well, that's p- quite powerful. Six, nine. Wow.
1: <laughs> but yeah, that's the story. And I, yeah, I really liked it.
0: Wow, that's no, it's, yeah. it's a really interesting story. And like what you're talking about at the start in terms of like the sun and the sun and the moon and, and the east and the west yeah. thing, I think it's, it's always really interesting because. The reason those stories would come about is by the way of understanding the phenomenal that they yeah, see exactly. um, in the world. So that's why it's almost like personifying these yeah, um, things
1: yeah. that they see. And it's giving the idea that there the are gods that are looking over every single aspect of the world. There's yeah. gods that's looking over the seas, over the beasts, over everything, which is quite cool.
0: Yeah. And, you know, it definitely gives an explanation to things.
1: Yeah. Even death with the one that can control the lifespan of humans so yeah it's a pretty good story
0: yeah no loved it and I can definitely see some powerful imageries that can sort of come from it
1: yeah yeah 100% so yeah. watch out for any paintings that we do that might depict this
0: or you know if you're feeling creative yourself um, let's see what you know interpretation you might have of these pieces yeah yeah that'll be really interesting to see mm-hmm. okay okay
1: so it's your turn yeah. now great story thank you
0: Oh, okay. Um, where do I begin? Where do I begin? Um, I'm just going to take a sip. My story comes from the Europa people. Um, It is a, it's another creation story Mm
2: -hmm.
0: um, and it's just called like the creation of the universe itself. And, you know, it delves into stories of like how mankind was created and it tells you about, you know, some of the main players in the um, Orisha, um, which is the Yoruba deities. So with the Orishas, there's, like, there's thousands of Orishas So it's not just like one yeah. or two But these ones um, are really the main ones That I'm going to talk about um, Starting with um, The two main ones um, but I'll, I'll, I'll get to that in a bit I'll get to that <laughs> um, So yeah, so as I said It's from the Yoruba people um, In West Africa um, So that would be modern day Nigeria um, But it was you know way bigger back In the past <laughs> Represent <laughs> um but yeah so before the universe was created there was only sky above and you know an endless stretch of water and marshlands um okay. below so just think of it's almost like a that dichotomy that you normally have where there's like the sky father and the earth mother that yeah guy, um, yeah around us or mm-hmm and it was also like a duality like yin yang but i don't think one is necessarily good and one's necessarily evil yeah um it's just they just have different jobs and different domains to rule yeah so um Run um is the sky father um and he rules over the sky um and everything above and olokun is the um the ruler of the seas and the marshlands um so when i talk when we say marshlands it's just like i oh, know, just like swamp. Yeah, um, like just like mush.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, no, there's Muddy. no life and there's no vegetation. <laughs> yeah, or any creatures down below. Like, um, but yeah. So in this time, there were other gods alive, but most of them were up in the sky. Yeah, um, with the sky father and you know the the water. i just wanted everything just chaotic down there, and nice and dull. So the third play into this story is. um. And I might be saying this wrong. I don't know. So someone might need to correct me. Um, but it's Obalata.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Or is it Obatala? Just double check that <laughs> real quick. <clears throat> yeah, it's Obatala.
2: Okay, cool.
0: Um, And so he was a young god. Um, but he looks down below and he wasn't happy with what he saw in terms of like the dull greyness and everything that was there. Um, so he thought... Um, let's do something down there. Let's let's make it look nicer. Um, maybe it will look nice with some forests and some mountains. Bit and bit of an
1: interior comes. designer, isn't he? yeah. He's
2: like, you know,
0: this this, this isn't it. I want to change it. Um, yeah, I'll put a bit of this there, a bit of that there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah. So he, what he did, he goes up to um Oleren and he. Yeah, he asks... Um, he tells him what he wants to do, and he says that he wants to make some changes down there. Now, I'm a bit baffled, because I don't know why he goes to ask Ola in the Skyfather to change stuff that's down in the, you know, the sea... Yeah. Everyone sees Seas territory. But, yeah, that's what he does, because logic, because patriarchy.
2: Yeah, um, I know,
1: right? <laughs> just completely overstep the woman's territory, and she be like...
0: Yeah, and okay. so Oloran gives him permission to make those changes. Yeah. <laughs> this is how it works. Okay. <laughs> um so it gives him permission to make the changes. Um but I guess he was wondering how he was going to go about doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, so Olorun says, um, go speak to my eldest son, who is Orim Malai, who is this wise god and he knows the secrets of the universe and he's able to foresee futures. Yeah. He's, 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 he's amazing. Whatever. Anyway, so um, he goes to him and he does a bit of um, fortune telling, um, does a bit of judge, um, throws some nuts in the sky, <laughs> something like that on the tray. Yeah, it in the sky, and it tells you know what you should do. So, what he says is that um, you're gonna need so, th- these are the items he's gonna need. Yeah, so he's gonna need a snail shell, he's going to need to fill it with sand, and then he's going to need a white hen
2: mm-hmm.
0: and a black cat. And some palm nuts. So I
1: really want to know the significance between a white hen. I know there's some connotations of black cats being like you know spiritual and mm, stuff, no. but I never heard of a white hen.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. It's, it's a white hen. So right now, this feels like. Have you ever watched um the Mickey Mouse Clubhouse? Yeah. Where you get oh! some, <laughs> you get some mouse tools or, or whatever <laughs> it is. And it's like we're gonna use them a lot later. <laughs> Yeah, so basically That's what he says to him. Like, These okay. are the tools you're going to need. Yeah, yeah. Um, but um he says that you're going to need to go get the gold. Oh, and the last thing he needed was a long gold chain.
2: Okay. So I'm not talking about
0: the fashion um, yeah. gold chain. It's talking about like a long gold chain so you can sort of like use it as a rope. Right,
2: okay. Um, yeah.
0: To dangle down to get to Earth uh, from the sky, mm-hmm. basically. Mm-hmm. So he said, yeah, you're going to need that. Um... But, yeah, he didn't have enough gold to make the chain. So he goes around um, basically begging for some gold from the other gods. And he's like, um, yeah, so he finally gets enough. Well, not enough he just got as much as he could um, he goes to a goldsmith saying can you make a chain the guy said eh, yeah that's not going to be enough like you're not going to oh. reach it it's, it's, it's not going to cut it so basically he's going to have to do like a bit of bungee jumping with a gold chain <laughs> um, down to earth okay. well, so he's given the rest of the stuff that he needed to do to um, go down to earth so he does you know he starts climbing down it and um, Yeah, Um, so he starts going down and he gets to the end of the chain and um, he's like oh crap this isn't long enough and if I fall from here I'm going to drown
2: in in the water
0: Um, so then he hears like whispers in his ears um, which is a remnant Malai who's saying um, you should now drop the sand from the seashell Um, so he drops the sand from it so it almost like creates like sand on the
2: earth
0: and um, so that creates like a bit of patch of land and then he drops the hen which when it gets onto the floor it starts scattering the sand, the grains of sand all around.
1: Yeah.
0: So so I'm not sure how big this hen is but apparently wherever it scattered the grains of sand created valleys and mountains.
1: It's a giant hen.
0: It it has to be a giant (laughs) hen. But yeah, so you just see like this hen just scratching away, yeah. um, creating all these valleys and mountains, and eventually it creates like islands and basically some land for um, batala mm-hmm. to land on. Um, so he goes down and the land which he landed on, you know, he was happy with it. Yeah, and he said, "This is where I'm going to create my, you know." Mm-hmm. Create my land or whatever. So that land that he landed on is called Ife.
2: And
0: I love that name. Yeah, so and then so he had the palm nut, um, if we remember from the tools, and Mm. he um plants it into the ground. And um, yeah, when he planted it, some trees, some palm trees sprout up, he chopped some of them and made a house. And yeah so, so he he's an interior
1: to, designer and architect he's, he's, he's the architect <laughs> isn't <it>? he <laughs> so
0: he decides to settle down here separate from all the other gods mm. um yeah with nothing but a black cat for company so yeah I feel like he was a whole vibe yeah he was like just separate from everyone just chilling in his little cabin um with his black cat and you know that was peace I nice know. so that's the first part of the story
1: ooh okay yeah Perhaps
0: so, us get to the second part. Yeah, we are. So this is about how he creates mankind.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um so Obatala is the creator of mankind, um, basically. So here's how it works. So he's there chilling, all vibing um on earth. Um, but he forgot that, you know, the big man in the sky, Oloran, might want to know how it's it's going, yeah. Um, but he totally forgot. Um, so Oloran sends um, his messenger called Gambo who's going to be important a bit later mm-hmm. on, um, down to check on him. Um, so, um, Agamo climbs down and asks Obatala, um, you know, how's it going? And Obatala said, Yeah, this is it. This is, I like this. Mm-hmm. I like this. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna stay here. Um, but he said that, um, but it's so dull down here and it's really dark you know, on, on the earth, or whatever. And so when Oloran Skyfather hears this, um, he smiled and he cre- he created this dazzling orb and he froze it into the sky. So this orb is the sun. Ooh. Um and so it brightened and warmed off the earth. Now at this point we're still we're still thinking they're doing a lot down here and yeah. they still haven't really spoken about um Olokun who ruled mm-hmm. um, down here. But again, patriarchy. And um, we're not
2: gonna-
0: <laughs> <laughs> we're not gonna get to that until later. Um but yeah, after a while still um Obatala um was getting restless. You know, I think he was going a bit crazy on his ones, if I'm honest. As you do. Um I- 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 could, could you nope. how long do you think you can last on your ones
2: a week <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah a week is the limit anyway um, so he got um, restless and he wanted some company so it was really interesting the way he creates man
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, um, so he decides to you know he still didn't want to live with the gods, but he wanted some company. So he decided that um, he wants to make some people. So he gets some soil from the ground. It's almost like in I think it's in Genesis when um it says that God created mankind out of mm-hmm. clay. Um, so he basically does the same thing, creates um these creatures to look like himself out of the soil in <laughs> the ground. And you know, he just kept going um through the day and it was hot. Um, so eventually he got tired and thirsty so whilst he was creating these men um, and women um, he got really thirsty and so he goes to you know get some palm wine from the you know the palm trees yeah, yeah. that he parted before and so, you know, he got down like a whole jug of wine and got drunk. Um, he got lit. But yeah, he went back to creating mankind, um, not realizing, you know, he started doing it with Vim.
2: Yeah, yeah, like,
0: yeah. Like, he started, but he forgot that he was God. Yeah. But he was God. So he started, <laughs> he started to clumsily make humans. Oh, no. So, you know, they were really clumsy. They used to be perfect before, but now they're really like misshapen you know they were going like like some heads were going Wow! Some bats are getting crooked and, and and all of that. So, you know, if you have a few defects, you know who to blame. This is
1: why I've got
2: bad eyesight.
0: Just- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he started constantly making um people, which started making some of uh, some deformed people, some yeah, disabled people, and yeah. So this is why. You know, but he was still in the zone creating them because Yeah, quite an interesting
1: like, origin story to how like everyone is so different.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, yeah, like, uh, everyone
1: has models. their own Yeah. Like um, nobody's perfect. Everybody has their own differences and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's I like
0: because that. Because God was lit when he was making I that. mean <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's cool. But yeah, um yeah, so he was faded, um, but he was so happy with what he was doing because he was drunk yeah. and whatever. Um, yeah, so once he was done creating everyone, he shouted at the Sky and he was like, so I've made um, these people, but only you can breathe life into them. So he's talking to the Sky mm-hmm. Father and yeah, so he gets all over and hears him. And he was like, yeah, definitely, i got you. And so he breathed life um, and each man and woman sort of just rose up Mm -hmm. and started to obey their creator, which was Mm Obatala. And so they built these shelters around him. And so this was the first Yoruba village um, in Ife. And Obatala started to to sober up. (laughs) So he started noticing that... Y'all are kind of ugly.
2: Wow. <laughs> Basically, he was
0: like, um, "Yeah, um, these guys have lots of defects." You know, um, that's so rude. Yeah, and so he was, you know, really pissed off. He was annoyed at himself for being drunk, but he created people. Um, but he also felt pity for people because, like, some of them were like really hunched back and suffering. So. In a nutshell, Abatala then became the patron, the patron, the patron,
1: patron saint.
0: I don't know, just patron, 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 Patron. not patreon. Yeah, yeah, just patron. Patron, um, God to those born with deformities, um, because he looked after them, um, because he knew it was his, it was his, it was for he. He messed up. Yeah. Um, so he um looks after them and made sure that the people in the village really prospered. And so eventually the, that Yoruba village became an impressive city and they all lived happily ever after.
1: Wow. Nice.
0: Of course not. They didn't because... Wait. Yeah, because are we not forgetting a major factor in all of this
1: he did it on somebody's land that wasn't his
0: yeah um, Olokun the goddess um, yeah she was not happy with with, with with all of this yeah but yeah we'll still get back to this um, issue she's brewing somewhere she's, she's yeah. just getting more and more pissed um, but the next part is all about how she sort of gets revenge for all of this I told you it's kind of a long story <laughs> So you know, Should I keep going. Yeah. Yeah. So gonna keep going.
1: I mean, mine was really short. Sure.
0: <laughs> um. But yeah, this is more like a an epic.
1: Like yeah, a, like a trilogy. Know, yeah. Like a I don't know how many yeah. trilogy.
0: We're gonna call it a trilogy anyway.
1: Is it three parts?
0: It's four parts. Okay, so it's know. not a trilogy. I know, but it's a lot better to say trilogy than yeah. what quadology.
1: No idea
0: oh, exactly. It's a trilogy Okay But then again Trilogies aren't really the, the, the last part of trilogies Never really succeed like that Yeah But This part just gets Juicier and juicier right?
1: Yeah
0: Um But yeah
1: Tretro
0: Tretro it's, it's a Tretrology Tetrology
1: Tetrology 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 I it.
0: Tetrology it. It's a knowledge anyway (laughs) yeah um so um obatala lived with the humans for a long time until you know he said
2: i i'm gonna
0: head out (laughs) so um he got bored of people basically Mm -hmm. so he retired back to the sky um and so when he goes back up there, he tells all the gods up there how amazing what he made was and how amazing it was down there. And so, um, yeah, so all of them obviously go like, Yeah, we wanna we wanna meet them, we wanna go down, yeah.
2: we you know, we
0: interact with them and all that. And so um Oloran gave them each a role to look after humans um when they go down. Um to earth and all that so everyone was happy except olokun who was the sea ruler she was pissed at this point she was so pissed that they all came down and started dividing her domain even further and yeah and no one even thought to even talk to her um, wow And you know I understand I understand yeah, Imagine I,
1: someone comes to your house And they're like Yeah I'll take the kitchen And I'll take the bathroom i mm-hmm, this bedroom yeah. I'm going to move over here And we just stand there like
0: right. Yeah I have a mug on my forehead Yep <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, she was pissed. Um, so she commanded waves to rise up and flood the land. Right,
1: at so. <laughs> so,
0: you know, it reminds us of a story, a um, certain story, you know, something mm-hmm. to do with Noah and some animals, a flood.
1: Maybe there was an R. Yeah, it rings
0: a bell anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, And yeah, so it was devastating. And all the humans, you know, tried to, to cry to Obatala. Um, but he was up in the sky. He wasn't hearing none of it.
2: Mm-hmm. He's
0: chilling up there. Um, so they turned to Eshu, who's another important Orisha. He's sort of like a trickster mm-hmm. um God, but he was one of the ones that's you know recently came down. Mm-hmm. Um, so they begged him to go back to Ubatala, Um, but he was like, Nah, worship me first. Um, pay me some sacrifices and all that, and then I'll think about it he was kind of a douche right yeah. um so yeah so they did that they made the sacrifices and so he went to tell Obatala um but Obatala was shook he was scared because if you think about it there were two main rulers in the start yeah and Olokun and Olorun and so they were the most powerful yeah so he wouldn't dare to go against Olokun
2: um
0: um so he goes to ask, um, you know, his friend, Orem which is Ulurin's first yeah. son, who apparently is super powerful as well. <laughs> Everybody's um, powerful. <laughs> yeah, so um Mulai was like, yeah, you, you're not going to be able to handle this one. Let me... Uh, yeah. You know, sit this one, out. I, I, I'm going to do it. So somehow Orem um goes down there and uses his amazing power to create the land out of the sea again mm-hmm. um and calms down Ulokun, um and then he was like he was like yeah I'm, I'm at my head out now he the, the humans try to beg him to stay because they're like this guy can protect us yeah like, yeah I don't like <laughs> you <laughs> I did this for my boy I'm out yeah, wow. like, I, I don't like you um but he gave them some gifts um like gifts of powers, like to be able to foresee disasters um, ahead of time. Yeah. Um. So some of them became prophets. And,
2: oh, and, and, that's all
0: cool. Of that. Um. But yeah, he bounced. Um.
1: Is that the end, or is it? But then.
0: But then, <laughs> oh, of course, there's a but then. Um. Because. You know, if I was olokun I don't think I'll be able to stop there. Yeah, I'll I'll yeah. still be pissed 100%. off at this point. Um, so Orimla goes back to um back to the sky. Um, but yeah, Olukun's still pissed off, and she's really annoyed by this defeat mm-hmm. now. Um, so she was thinking of how to get revenge. Mm-hmm. So the way she decided that she's going to get revenge is by embarrassing. Olorun um, who's basically this all-powerful sky father so she was a really skilled weaver so Mm -hmm. she's able to make clothing and yeah dyes and these amazing um, like garments and she knew that no one else could match her skill in that Mm -hmm. Um, but you know Olorun is a very stubborn and prideful person yeah so she knew that if she challenged him he would definitely accept it. So even though he's shit at this, you know, he would still be like, yeah, yeah. Know, I'm the best at everything. So she challenges him to like a weaving and dyeing contest. Ooh. And okay. now Olorun, um couldn't back down from a challenge, but he knew he sucked. So he had to think of a really interesting plan on how to overcome this. So what he did was, so his messenger um, it's another god called Agemo. He's like a chameleon. Yeah,
1: um, god. yeah, chameleon.
0: Yeah. So able to do what chameleons do. Yeah. But I'll come later in it. So um, he he asked him to go down, and you know to greet her, um, and just like just mm-hmm. talk to her. He has a plan. Anyway, so the chameleon did that. He goes down, and he says that um, he just needs to check the quality of the garments, um, just to see you know what the you know you know do you yeah, qualify it, to yeah, challenge exactly. It? yeah so yeah so Olokun's like yeah sure I'm gonna make them shook so she brings out her best garments to best dyed yeah. clothes so that these brilliant colours that you know she's only able to create and as she brings each of them out the chameleon changes colours to to them perfectly wow so she was like oh shit like if this is what the messenger can do, like this is just a messenger and he can perfectly replicate these things that I struggled hard to do. Yeah. What more the master is Yeah, able to do? Mm-hmm. So she preemptively admits defeats. Ah. Yeah. So she, yeah, she admits defeats. And so that's how Oloran and Olokun, you know, restored their friendship again. And the universe was at. So this is a really long story, but you know nice. it sort of explains how the universe was created, yeah, like the and it really yeah,
2: the
0: yeah personifies different characters yeah. and with really interesting stories and dynamics. Yeah, so yeah, that's the creation story from the Yoruba people.
1: So my second story is called "The Sun and the Moon," and it's from the Karachi people in West Africa.
0: So, what actually, are the Karachi people—we <laughs> want to know.
1: So, when I was searching who they were, um, so fun fact: Kete Karachi is a town in the Karachi West District in a region of Ghana. So now I didn't know this, but you know, you learn something every day.
0: Ghanaians.
1: yeah. So. It's actually a virtually waterlogged region. It's got many fishermen and farmers, but yeah. Um, fun fact about Cratchi Dente. Um, mm-hmm. There's a shrine there, which is um, one of the oldest religious institutions in Africa. So yeah, um, they have a really cool religion. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, obviously they promote peace and they prohibit bloodshed and violence. And actually in recent, like past like days, um, Murders and stealings And other felonies Have been said to be unknown In this Like religion
0: So they really clocked What world peace is
1: Yeah like The people sleep with their doors open Like it's very nice Damn Yeah so The sun and the moon Um, So the first line of the story I found really heartwarming Um, So that was literally The main reason why I chose it So (laughs) (laughs) The first line goes The sun and the moon fell in love And decided to marry I was just like That's so sweet Oh, anyway,
0: damn, it reminds me of that Beyonce song. I forget it.
1: Yes. What song? <laughs> Go on. What song?
0: It's like, the sun and uh, moon. moon. Well, forget it.
1: Oh, uh, from um, from um. <laughs> yeah. From the Lion um, King. Uh-huh,
2: yeah. The forget, sun and That's it. That's, <laughs> it. That's it. That's <laughs> it. I, you
0: know, I was saying in my head, I was like, wait, are those the actual words? I don't know those the words, but
1: it fits. Anyway, yeah, I, keys to the kingdom. <laughs> that's it yeah so um yeah the sun and the moon fell in love and decided to marry um so they were happy together and had many children who they christened as stars well that's so nice yeah um the moon began to grow weary of her husband and decided to take a lover damn yeah so actually,
0: wait the woman's cheating
1: yeah
2: damn
1: yeah So I liked how this story was similar to the Dahomey one I said earlier and how like the sun is the man and the the moon is the woman. Mm. So I always wonder like why the sun is like considered a man and the moon a woman. Like is there something behind that that like do you know what I mean?
0: Oh maybe you see I think it's because they probably put character personifications behind the characteristic of things and maybe it's because the sun is like hot and it's like big and uh, so they just like personified it as a man
1: Man, and the moon is like like
0: this calming
1: makes sense so anyway the moon was taking lovers um, and wasn't hiding the facts so obviously the sun came to hear about his wife's infidelity and it made him very unhappy Um, So actually The sun is a reasonable guy So he tried to reason With the moon But his efforts Were in vain So he resorted to Driving his wife Out of the house Like (coughs) It said out of the house I was just imagining Like the (laughs) sun And the moon Animated in the house in the sky somewhere like fighting (laughs) anyway so naturally some of the children sided with the mother and others sided with the father so um but regardless of this the son wasn't hard on his wife and he made sure that their possessions were equally divided however the moon was too proud to accept the kindness of her husband which is wild to me but anyway Yeah, Yeah. and to this day continues to make a habit of trespassing on his land, and often taking her children with her to fight the other children who who sided with her father. So basically, like she's like, okay, I cheated on you, and you've driven me out, but you've given me half of your possessions and like half the children are with me and half with you but I'm still angry
0: (laughs) man she won the divorce yep and still wanted so
1: she still trespasses on his land with half of her children and gets half of her children to fight with half of the son's children they're all their children but you know the Mm -hmm. ones who sided yeah she's wilding so these constant battles between the star children resulted in great storms of thunder and lightning as it's only when the moon is like, so basically <laughs> sorry um, can you just imagine like star children fighting that's the reason for thunder and lightning
0: that makes sense yeah
1: so um, it's only when the moon is bored of these battles that she sends her messenger the rainbow
2: <laughs>
1: mm. um, to wave a signal of many colours to tell her children to retreat so basically that's the, the rainbow yeah Damn. yeah so whenever it's sunny, all of a sudden it starts raining and then you see a rainbow, just think the star children and the moon children are fighting and then the moon sends her messenger, the rainbow, to come and tell them to stop fighting.
0: So basically, she, you're telling me she's just one of those women that just wants to see the world.
1: But wow. Wow. <laughs> I mean, She's toxic. we got She's rainbows.
2: Toxic. She's toxic.
1: <laughs> so sometimes it's said that the moon is caught by the sun, attempting to steal crops from his fields. When this happens, he chases her. And if he catches her, he will flog her and try to eat her. So, whenever you see an eclipse, you know, an eclipse like, you know, when mm. the um, moon comes the to the rainforest. sun and mm. it's, yeah, whenever you see an eclipse, this is what's happening. It's because the sun and the moon are fighting again. And if one day the sun manages to eat the moon, we will lose the moon forever. I mean, and that's the end of the story. I don't mind. I know. I mean, we do need, like, the moon. <laughs> I know, but she's kind of a. But yeah, I think this is actually a very interesting story on explaining, like, the natural elements, like rain, thunder, lightning, rainbows, the eclipse. It's quite an interesting way to depict it. It's, like, basically, like, this married couple that split up and now they're arguing and like when Mm -hmm. their children argue it's lightning and thunder when they argue it's an eclipse like and when she wants peace she sends the rainbow Mm -hmm.
0: yeah I just it's really definitely an amazing way to explain those natural yeah
1: it's again a really like human way to explain it and it's very interesting like I don't think now I'm gonna see rainbows differently now like whenever I see a rainbow I'm gonna think oh the sun and star children are fighting (laughs) Do you
0: know, yeah, it's, it's quite... just yeah, it's the creativity it and yeah. seeing things and being able to create these these amazing stories behind them.
1: Yeah, and uh, I just like the vision of like an eclipse being like the sun and the moon arguing. Like it's just such a poetic poetic way to think of life. Yeah,
2: definitely. That's wow. why I
1: love these stories.
0: Yeah, yeah. definitely. I, I love how interesting these stories are, and you know, it just tells you about the minds of the people in, themselves really yeah okay well i have a very similar story okay um it's to do with um the sun and the moon as well Mm -hmm. um but it's called "Why the Sun and the Moon live in the sky."
2: Oh, and
0: so this is from um Southern Nigeria, so back to Nigeria. Um, <laughs>
1: let me guess is the Sun a man and the moon a woman?
0: Yes, <laughs> <laughs> yes, 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 they are. Um, but it's not they're not the main count, car- they're not the main characters in this Really? Okay, well cool. the sun is the main character in this. yeah, um, so yeah, so there's the Sun and the moon is his wife. Yeah. Um. As well. So very similar to your story. Mm-hmm. Um. But this is more to do with the sun and the water.
2: Ooh. And
0: so basically, imagine they had this friendship. Um. Many years ago, they were like great friends, and um, they used to visit one another. Well, really, the sun used to visit the water. Yeah. So I think this really was to explain like sunsets
2: nice. and all of that.
0: But one day the son asks, Why'd you never come to visit me? Um, To which the water replied, Your house isn't big enough to accommodate me and my people. Yeah. He said, Get your money up, basically. (laughs) Like, uh uh, I can't fit in there. Yeah. Me and your tiny. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So he said that if you want me to visit you, get a bigger house. Um, So the son the son said yeah okay um, I'll build a be- bigger house he said I promise um, I'll make you be able to visit me one day so the son goes home to his wife <laughs> who is the moon and told her about this promise um, to his friend and so they started to build a bigger house um, and one day they invited water to come in mm-hmm. so um, the water said but are you sure and so the sun says yeah come in come in so the water started to creep in and very soon it got like knee, knee deep in the house so imagine yeah. the house is like blooded like yeah. knee deep and so the water said again should we still come are you sure and the sun's like yeah why not come in <laughs> and so the, um, the, the water comes in even more and this time it's like neck height and so he's like should we still come and then, so the the moons and um, the the sun and the moon said, "Yeah, uh, s- still come." come yeah. Like, you know when when you commit to something, you have to sort of
2: <laughs> Yeah. To see it through. Like, shit.
0: Um. Yeah. So they said, "Yes, yeah, still come." Um. And then, so it became so high that the sun and the moon had to perch on top of their roof. And wow. So the water asked one more time, "Are you sure that we should still come?" and I guess the sun and the moon were like (laughs) you've gotten this far you might as well Um, so you know the water came in even more um, until it overpowered and overflowed um, the sun and the moon's property and they couldn't bear it anymore and so they had to retreat and go to the sky where they Uh... remained forever
2: wow
0: yeah, so they got chased out. Um, that's why. But well, that explains why the, the sun, sun and the moon, moon are, are in the in sky.
1: Because the, yeah. the water filled up their house.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but then again, it's also them being stubborn because he did ask like five times. We,
1: yeah, and they still said, yeah.
0: Yeah, even though they knew that it it, it wasn't happening. But yeah, that's a, a really amazing story about, you know, why the sun and the moon are in the sky. Because I, I guess it must have come about from maybe like a kid asking their parents why is the sun yeah and the moon in the sky
1: and they were just like in their house and imagine I can imagine like there was an ocean over there and they're like
0: hmm mm. it
1: was because of the water
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's just the water it's the fault. water's fault yeah and I guess that they might have had like bad feelings towards some water because maybe they have been flooded, flooded
1: before. Um, before yeah and
0: so they could like personify it as the villain in their eyes. yeah rides. exactly um, yeah yeah so yeah that's the story well, that's, um, that's,
2: that's a good point mm. yeah
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. yeah so yeah so it's really interesting so you can see these stories and how sort of creative they are and how imaginative they are but also how they explain these you know these phenomenon that we just we just say as science yeah and um how the universe is but yeah. they they sort of think about it and think about how the universe could be
1: which i um, really like enjoy like I really like the idea of like Mm -hmm. the sun and the moon fighting and like like the stars being their children I just I find that so fascinating I really like I really like that idea yeah yeah
0: so Um, that's all we have time for um yeah
1: um so hopefully our next few episodes will be more focused on our paintings and the riches that they depict but as we said we just wanted to start with creation stories just to set the tone
0: Yeah, and one of the ideas that we have um, coming soon is to sort of, we might make a creation or a few creation um, pieces. And so at least now you know the background
1: um, of those paintings behind them. So when they come,
0: come, you can say, I understand this. And, you know, you might be able to explain it to your friends when you bought it and it's in your house. And you're like, "Um," you know, you can be like this art connoisseur. And yeah, just explain, yeah, the artist meant this to mean this. Yep. Yeah. You know, we're here for you. You know, we're doing this for you. Doing this for you. (laughs) Out of love for you. But
1: yeah, I thought it would be cool to end every episode with an African proverb. Okay. So. Yeah. So uh, I kind of sprung this one, but so I'll start and then you can pick one for next week. I'll
2: get the next one.
1: Okay. So the proverb that I've chosen for today is. Rain does not fall on one roof alone. So let me tell you what that means. Oh, okay. <laughs> it means trouble does not discriminate. It comes to everyone at some point.
0: Hmm, that's very interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely. Um, so like, if one person's in trouble, sort of, it will come to everyone. Yeah, everyone so everyone should prepare for it. Or
1: yeah, and you like, shouldn't think that you're the only one going through something. Because sometimes you know people just feel mm. like, oh, I'm alone in this, but if it's raining everywhere, then it's raining on everyone, not just yeah. you.
0: And it's almost like that vision. You know, when you think like there's one cloud just above, above you,
2: you like, <laughs> and you're the
0: only one having this bad time. Yeah. But most likely there's definitely other people going through similar situations. Um, and that should bring you some sort of comfort because... Um yeah just to know that you're not alone and you know other people are going through this, they will go through it, and they'll probably uh, overcome it as well, so you probably will as well yeah, um and yeah, you yeah.
1: know, but yeah, so that's us for this podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's um the yeah, thank you guys for listening um yeah just be sure to follow us on instagram at s a underscore art underscore u k
0: yeah, definitely. And, and check out yeah. our website as well,
1: SARUK.com. And know, yeah. uh, if you could buy something, that would be great.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, but if you just want to learn more about some of, you know, um Yeah, orishas, the, yeah, the, orishas, the cultures, the mythologies yeah. behind them. Um, yeah, just stay tuned and you know, just
1: Yeah, we'll yeah. definitely be doing more paintings depicting our favourite um mythologies and pantheons and orishas. So now that we can get you involved in it as well by telling you the stories, I feel like it all starts with being great. Yeah, so, but yeah, it'll be yeah.
0: really nice. You can also talk to us about it. Um, as I said, if you feel inspired to create something to do with them, show us, let yeah. us know. Um, or and just, yeah, just talk yeah. to us about, you know, what you think about some of the stories we've told you. Were they interesting? Was there other things that you might want to pick up?
1: So yeah, be sure to, you know, send this to your friends, family members, anybody you think would like this or benefit from you know knowing a bit about
0: yeah so apology we'd like to thank the wonderful richard fermi from mutual sounds for providing us with the amazing intro music you heard at the beginning and all the sound you've been hearing throughout this episode
1: yeah so check him out on instagram at richard fermi underscore and mutual sounds instagram at mutual sounds with a z
0: yeah, so this has been Art Arts Mythos, Mythos.
2: <laughs> African <laughs> by mythology <SA> art. <laughs>
0: through art. Yes by SA Art. Solomon Nadu. Solomon and Nadu. Adjur and, and Solomon. <laughs> <No, no>, no.
1: <laughs>
2: okay, yeah, yeah. Thank yeah, you guys you and
1: hopefully we we'll see you in the next episode.